Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, this is Gemma. I'm thrilled to be here with you as normal. Oh boy, lots to do today. Uh, so it's, it's a wild time, it's a transition, it's a, it's a rebirthing. Flowers are blooming, it's spring, and we're feeling all this like energy with the weather changing, more warmth and sunlight. So it's like, what do you do with that? And um, kind of what I feel is coming forward is this sharing about the idea of harnessing it. Because a lot of people have created schedules and routines that are so, so um, complex or thorough that there's no room for any sort of shifts or changes. Mm. And what I'm... What I'm talking about is like changes in emotional behavior. So if you always, um, if you've conditioned yourself to feel a certain way, getting ready for work in the morning or getting ready for your day, then it's possible that you'll default to that emotion even if, it's beautiful, even if something's changing and something's coming and there's this like possibility on the horizon, you might be defaulting to your program schedule emotion. So what I want to suggest is that we don't have to default. We don't have to, we don't have to be autopilot on our emotions. We don't have to let our circumstances determine our emotions based on programming we've established. We want to be cutting edge. We want to be, lie down to Lucy, lie down. Toulouse is with me and he's upset. His blanket is not on his dining room chair. Oh boy, you gotta get it. I should have set him up first. Da 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 We don't have to default to these patterns that we've established. It's important for us to recognize that our awareness, our awaking, our our presentness just depends on us being conscious of the emotions that we are having. And if... We are conscious of them, even if they're emotions we wouldn't normally want to have, we can work with that. But if we're just on autopilot, then they begin to govern everything, govern what we manifest, govern how we interact with people. And it's not, it's not always fun when we're on autopilot. I mean, often it's not. So, and often on autopilot means we've checked out and we came here to, to thrive. We came here to expand and to be creators and to experience. 
So we came to be present and we just kind of forgot. Mm. So this is day 10 of my cleanse and it is awesome. It is quite whopperish and um, I was having dreams about food. Mm. So uh, yeah, wowzers. So mm. Mm -mm -mm. let's see. How do we uh, get more in the driver's seat of our emotions, especially to harness transitions like spring or summer or fall or winter? And so for myself, with the warm weather, I most definitely want to get barefoot and get outside more. And I'm going to suck up as much of this energy as possible. I'm recognizing how how uh, good my skin feels. I'm, I'm just being really present. Now, my skin is soft and, you know, it, I guess because I was trying to get away from the good word. I was getting away from the good word. I'm trying, got away from the good word because we don't want to judge. And while good can, uh, most, most often is a judgment. Sometimes it's just like a state of being. So, um, let's see, let's see. So we've discussed this before and this is like, this is even more perfect because it's almost as if nature is saying, hey, here's a good reason to be present. Listen to the birds. You know, we didn't hear the birds so much in the winter. Listen to the birds, smell the air, feel the breeze, you know, feel the warmth. Notice the colors of the sky, how dramatic it is. Notice the buds on the trees. There's so much to be present for, and that is what we're being called to do. And nature's giving us this. If everything was the same all the time, it would be almost it would almost feel impossible to be uh, caught by our environment because we would just be writing it off. We'd just be like, "Oh, seen it, done it, seen it, done it." And that's what these minds and bodies do. They look for things that are different and changed. That's what it looks for. I guess that's like intrinsically what's part of our survival. But we can also use it for our thriving. So we want to uh, use the changes around us as symbolism, as inspiration, um, as uh, synchronicity. You know, we can find synchronicity in it. I mean... The willow tree outside has just got this gorgeous lemon green sheen to it. It looks like the sun is literally in the tree, like not shining on it, but in it. Because when I look at the other trees without leaves, they're kind of like shadowy and dark. But the willow tree is just glowing. It's beautiful. But this is the kind of stuff, if we don't take time to be aware, we are going to miss it. We're so going to miss it. We're going to miss all of this beautifulness. So it's, it's, truly, um, it's truly up to us to take some responsibility for how we're feeling right now. Mm. Oh my gosh, something's happening. I got to catch it. I got to catch it. I don't know if you can still hear me, but I got to get a picture of this beautiful light that we're having. Oh my God. It is so beautiful, and I want to use this for the cover today. It's so stunning. 
I think the sun must be rolling behind clouds or something. And it's just beautiful. Oh my goodness. Well, that worked. Woo-hoo. Must have been an upgrade. I don't think I could have done that in the past. I didn't even know I could take a picture while I was doing my podcast. That's amazing. So now I captured the picture for the podcast because there's so much beautiful stuff outside. Mm, it's just the way the light's hitting everything. You know, I, <clears throat> when I started practicing being an artist, it was like it amplified. Oh, yeah, I caught it just in time. Mm, it amplified how I saw the world. And that was really special. So if you ever want to amp up how you see the world, just take some cool art classes. Because when you really look at something, it's different than looking at it, labeling it, and moving on. That is a very different experience. And what happens is once we label something, we no longer are are processing it. And processing something from like a space of no judgment, a space of no knowing, a space of no labels is really magical, you know, because then it becomes, I mean, every tree is a, is a, is a miracle, is a work of art. Every leaf is a work of art. I can remember my Aunt Marianne uh, visiting us in um, Virginia, and I don't know how she did it because she lived on a farm. So, I mean, farmers are some of the people that definitely have an excuse for never leaving home because, you know, there's so much to do and you'd have to get a farm sitter. Like, what the heck is that? Mm. So it must have been winter. And they came, she and my uncle came to visit us. Mm. And we went to the, no, it couldn't have been winter. It must have been, well, maybe it was. We went to D.C., Washington, D.C. We lived in Northern Virginia. We went to Washington, D.C. And there were maple trees all around. And I remember seeing my Aunt Marianne looking at the leaves on the maple tree. And she was just like in awe of them. And I didn't know what she could be like in awe of because they were just maple trees. They're everywhere in Virginia. And I would have assumed they're everywhere, even where she lives. But she was just mesmerized by these leaves. And she was examining them and studying them and just blown away. And it was so, it just really woke me up. And I I will never forget that, you know, like that she saw something unique and something I took for granted. I mean, granted, I was only like a kid. I forget how old I was, like 12 or something. But it just really um, stood out for me that we could have two totally different experiences with the same thing. But the bottom line is, is like to live fully in this world, you are going to be interested. You are going to be mesmerized. You are going to be fascinated and excited and and um, curious and these are the characteristics of of thriving and expansion we want to know we want to know about our world we want to know about the people in our lives we want to know about opportunities you know and we are in a state um, when we are in alignment and present we're in a state to perfectly follow our inspired action whatever that may be. So if my inspired action is to just sit and do nothing and just take it in, that's perfect. Now, if I was in my 3D state rather than my 5D state, my 3D state would say, oh, you're being lazy. Oh, there's so much else you could be doing. Oh, you know, 
you don't have time for this. That's the kind of things I would hear in my 3D position with ego in the driver's seat. But in alignment, there's perfection in just being. There's perfection in doing. There's perfection in being. But only if it's done in alignment. In ego, there's never perfection. There's always striving. There's always, there's always just like, oh, how can, I, how can I manipulate my life so that I get the best in the deal? Whether that's a better job, whether it's a longer life, whether it's a better friend or the better end of the relationship, it's always manipulation of some sort. It's always some kind of bargain. And in A Course in Miracles, they call those special relationships because they're relationships that hinge on a manipulating factor that does not involve source energy. Mm. Man, it is beautiful. So my next thing I got to do, now granted the water probably could warm up some yet, but the next thing is to get my paddle boards. Oh my God, get my paddle boards. And then Toulouse and I will be paddle boarding in the morning. Don't be surprised if you get your podcast on the paddle board because I would do it, man. I would do it. I would take my phone out and I would do it. And then I don't know if the birds would be louder or not. It's interesting. (laughs) There's so much possibility. Oh, my God. It's glowing again. Oh, my gosh. I wish you could see this. It's so beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. So gorgeous. Well, I'm sure these won't do it justice, but you you get a taste of it. I can only put one on, so I'll have to pick the best. That's how it works. (laughs) pretty funny uh oh my gosh I just I I gotta tell you okay so this is perfect for today because I am so oh my gosh and I just caught it just in time because now the sun's going behind a cloud or something and it's like getting all like blah well not so much blah but not as brilliant and exciting as it was it's funny because in art, um, I learned that the, the brain craves contrast, right? And, um, and so when we see high contrast in colors and outside and stuff, then that's stimulating. And when we don't see high contrast, it's, it's, it's not as uh, stimulating. So that's what I'm witnessing is this high contrast between the morning light and there's this storm sky behind the houses across the lake. And it's just, wow, absolutely amazing. Okay, so what I would recommend to anyone who wanted to take this further is to get a journal and once a day, take a pencil and draw something. Not because you can draw well, not because you're going to draw well, not because of any of that, but just draw something mundane with as much detail as you can see. So a simple pen, I'm looking at an ink pen laying on the table. It has so much going on. It has highlights, it has reflections, it has uh, shape, its own shape, lines and stuff. It has depth, there's the, the inkwell inside that I can see through the clear plastic you know, outer coating. So this is the kind of thing, I, I, I heard a woman once say that she would go out with her, her friend, or maybe it was her husband or boyfriend, and they would choose something and draw it. And they would take turns choosing things for each other to draw. So this way it wasn't like, I don't know, affecting, you know, a judge choice kind of thing. And she was really 
not happy with his pick at one point because he picked this stick that she saw nothing to it until she started to draw it. And then she couldn't believe, like she was so grateful he did that because she got to go deeper than she had gone with looking at something because the stick, while in appearance it seemed plain, but then there was all this texture and there was these little bits and pieces on it that she hadn't noticed or wouldn't have if she was staying to like the big general outside. Mm. So I would keep a journal and then just put a date and time, time especially if you are I'm gonna do multiple, and multiple I'd recommend, and just spend three minutes, five minutes, a minute, drawing something. A minute would be a good place to start because a minute's gonna seem like forever if you're drawing something simple and mundane and you've already got the outline down in five seconds and now what? <laughs> but it doesn't matter if it looks like it. The idea is to just bring your own interpretation in of as much of the detail that you see in it as possible. And little by little, you are going to be challenging your mind's eye to see more. Now your mind sees everything, but it's your, it's your mind, it's your um, filter system that only gives you what it thinks you wanna know. Do you remember that movie Click uh, with Adam Sandler? And he had that, that remote and it started, like anything that he fast forward through more than once, it started to automatically fast forward for him. Like, and he started to miss. So by, by towards the end of the movie, he was missing whole years of his life because he had fast forwarded through so much and there just wasn't much left. <laughs> there wasn't much left at that point. So um, that's kind of what happens with our mind. Our mind will clip out the areas that we consider non-essential. So if we force our minds to reconsider what we think is essential, and if we're examining the drips inside our glass on the sidewalls of our glass, if we're examining the intricate multiple colors in asphalt, like I have found lavender in asphalt again and again. Any gray now I see has lavender in it. It's so beautiful. So if we are, we are telling our mind that no, we appreciate, we want to see all of this detail, then we will begin to see more and more and more. So it's a training process and you can use a journal to do this and a simple pencil or pen. You don't have to be all like colored pencils or watercolors. It, you can do all that stuff, but it could be this simple. It doesn't have to be, there's no excuse not to do it other than, oh, it's not the inspired action. I choose not to do this. <laughs> that would be a perfect reason not to do it. Um, but I love this idea. And, and then it's just a matter of having a journal that can move with you through the day. Uh, what what is big enough or what is small enough or convenient enough or portable enough or, or pretty enough or cute enough or what is the criteria that makes that journal worth taking with you throughout the day? All right, on that note, we went over, but I love it. I love you and I want you to have a glorious day. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafaset.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fawcett, host of That Happiness Show.